As I was walking on London Street one misty morning early, I heard a fair young maiden cry, Lord save me the life of Georgie. Hello Tigers! Welcome to the latest mini-sode of GDT3K, the Gothic Dreadful Theatre 3000, the super awesome podcast in which twice a month we take the campiest, juiciest, most melodramatic stories in the history of the universe and give them the full Mystery Science Theatre 3000 treatment. Now, like I said, this is a mini-sode, so it's being served up between regular bi-monthly episodes as a sort of bonus. And today, as usual, I am joined by community journalist and pop culture maven, um, Jennifer Moody, and by the Dark Lord of Avruan himself, Christopher Jerome, author and owner of Dark Tidings Press, and I'm Finn J.D. John, Vice President for Theosophical Inquiry for Pulplet Productions. And today we are doing part one of a two-part mini-sode. Lots of people have noticed the similarities between H.P. Lovecraft's 1921 short story, The Outsider, and Dwayne W. Rommel's 1935 story, The Disinterment, to the point where some have suggested that Lovecraft ghost-wrote The Disinterment. But that's probably because Dwayne Buddy, well, he wrote some embarrassing stuff. We thought it would be fun to do two back-to-back minisodes where we do first one, then the other. But if you think we're going to tell you all about Dwayne's embarrassing writing before the second minisode, which, by the way, will come out in a couple weeks, think again. We have to do something to make you come back, right? You've got to have something to do while you're all in uh, quarantine from coronavirus. That's right. right. Bologna-virus, yes. Bologna-virus. <laughs> My so bologna We'll be on to the uh, Dos Equis virus by then. Yeah. <laughs> Twice and as deadly. By the way, if you if you do a Google search for Dwayne Ramel Rex Weldon, you'll figure it out pretty fast. Um, hey, that but, was my line. Yes, it was, but I still... <laughs> <laughs> line? Line? Oh, darn it. <clears throat> anyway, um, so let's explain this a little bit, because the last few episodes we've just been dinging and drinking and, you know, letting everybody try and figure it out on the fly. But as you listen, you'll notice that we are, we are playing the actual audiobook narration of the chapters in the left channel. And on the right, you'll hear us making sarcastic wisecracks about it. So that, you know, if you don't like listening to us make this aforementioned sarcastic wisecracks, you can just turn us down. So to make the whole thing a bit more fun, we have a couple of bottles of Amontillado. Only because we couldn't afford to buy it by the cask. And we're each equipped with a giant medieval silver goblet full of the stuff. Mine is about a third full. I shall remedy that. Uh, And a customer service bell. Everybody... There it is. Each of us has picked a phrase from this book, and every time that phrase comes up, we are required to ring the bell, at which point everybody has to take a drink. You too. Yeah, you definitely right. should play along, by the way. Unless you're at work right now, of course, which we kind of are, kind of aren't. This is more of a hobby. <laughs> I'm off duty. You <laughs> yeah, can, right, you can right. be at work if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always working. Um, or, you know, running from the cops in the white Bronco on the 405 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we so, don't recommend it in no, that case. No, 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 no. yeah. Okay, uh, so what are our phrases? Mine is going to be the usual one, hedges. I am going with mold, decay, uh, anything uh, Ooh, falling apart kind of that's stuff. That's going to be a good one for this story. Okay. Um, I think I was going to go with terrible. Terrible? Terrible. Terrible, because it's never terrible to drink Amontillado. So. <laughs> no, unless you're Oz the Great in the terrible. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> right on. I think we're ready to do this. Let's run that baby. The Outsider. 2,600-word short story. 1921. Most readers and critics have agreed over the years that The Outsider is a fabulous story, one of the very best of Lovecraft's early efforts. 
In later years, the author himself came to disdain it, calling its plotting overly mechanical and its language excessively florid. Nearly everyone who has so ever just read the, the tale stuff, disagrees. Right. Yeah, this is one of his the most popular was written stories. Sometime in and like everything he wrote, he came to hate it eventually. the spring or yeah, early summer. Much. It was most likely the first thing Lovecraft wrote after recovering from the death of his mother, and as such has come in for its share of quasi-biographical interpretations by readers and critics over the years. Most of them probably It was not published accurate. for several years uh, after Lovecraft wrote it, finally seeing print in the April 1926 <laughs> totally. issue of Weird Tales. Now, this is the five-step formula for the best Airbnb. Unhappy is he to whom the memories of childhood bring only fear and sadness. Wretched is he who looks back upon alone hours and vast and dismal chambers with brown hangings and maddening rows of antique books. Or upon odd watches in twilight groves of grotesque, gigantic, and vine-encumbered trees that silently wave twisted branches far along. See what I mean? This you know, is a total such Airbnb. Such a lot the gods gave to me. Well, I'm just to thinking, me, it's funny that he opens, I mean, like everyone barren, knows exactly broken, what he's talking about, right? Everybody shares that kind of... strangely yeah. content <laughs> in vast and dismal chambers. Yeah, that's, that's a universal right there. My mind Check out by the witching hour. ...to reach beyond to the other. Yeah, didn't Ray Parker Jr. sing a song about that problem? that the <laughs> castle was infinitely old and infinitely horrible, full of dark passages and having high ceilings where the infinitely eye could find only cobwebs and shadows. He's really selling the stones it. Yeah. and the crumbling corridors seemed <laughs> always hideously damp. Hideously. And there was an accursed yes! smell Drink. everywhere, as of the piled-up corpses of dead generations. Or of popcorn it was that never was burned light, in the microwave. So that I oh, used that sometimes to light candles and gaze steadily Did at them. Refill, sir. Yes, sir. Nor was there any sun outdoors since it. the terrible trees grew oh, high accessible tower. There was Light one black power okay. which reached above the Apparently trees into the unknown outer sky. Yeah, that right. Was Where's he getting the fire from? And could not be ascended <laughs> well, save by a well-nigh okay. impossible yeah. climb up the <laughs> sheer ideas, wall, stone by stone. Yes. I must have lived years in this place, but I cannot measure the time. (laughs) Beings must have cared for my needs, yet I cannot recall any person except myself or anything alive but the noiseless rats and bats and spiders. If they're noiseless, how does he know they're there? I think that whoever nursed me must have been shockingly aged since my first conception of a living person was that of somebody mockingly (laughs) like myself, (laughs) yet distorted, shriveled, We're pretty much the same age, right? Yes! To me, there was nothing grotesque in the bones. Bones and skeletons that strewed some of the stone crypts deep down among the foundations. Oh, no, nothing grotesque at all. I fantastically associated no. these things with everyday events and like thought them more we natural relate, than right? the colored Very pictures true. of living beings, which I found in many of the moldy books. Moldy! Oh. <laughs> From such books I learned all that I know. No teacher urged or guided me, and I do not recall hearing any he was human voice in all those years. <laughs> See, this is why Audible.com is so important to speech, a young I had never thought to try to speak aloud. My how does he know how to read? <laughs> equally unthought of, for well, there you know, were Tarzan no taught in the castle, <laughs> and I nearly regarded Supposedly. myself by instinct as akin okay, to the there's a role figures model. <laughs> yes. I saw painted and drawn in the books. He's I felt a conscious of youth because I remembered so little. Yep. Yeah, outside, he's a replicant. across the putrid moat, <laughs> they're Tyrell's the niece's memories. Trees. Right. I would often he's find a unicorn before the end. About what I read in the cool. book, and would longingly picture myself amidst gay crowds in the sunny world beyond the endless forests. 
Once I tried to escape from the forest, but as I went further from the castle, the shade grew denser and the air more filled with brooding fear, so that I ran frantically back, lest I lose my way in a labyrinth of nighted silence. So through endless twilights I dreamed and waited, though I knew not what I waited for. Then in the shadowy solitude, my longing for light grew so frantic that I could rest no more. The candles weren't working anymore. And I lifted entreating hands to the single black ruined tower that reached above the forest into the unknown outer sky. And at last I resolved to scale that tower, fall though I might, since it were better to glimpse the sky and perish than to live without ever beholding day. That's right. Go out there and sell yourself, Tiger. Don't just wait for customers to come to you. Where they ceased and thereafter clung perilously to small footholds leading upward. I should be drinking when it says terrible. He also said ghastly. This must be a pokey stop. And sinister with startled bats whose wings made no noise. There's going to be a jinx. But more ghastly and terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, terrible. The slowness ah. of my progress. Man, oh, this Reclined one is going to kill might, us. The darkness overhead grew no thinner, and a new chill <laughs> Did it grow any danker? haunted and venerable mold, <laughs> mold? assailed me. Mm. Oh, I shivered as I wondered why <laughs> All right, I'm not, not putting the goblet the light down. and would yeah. have looked down had I dared. Sounds like a I health code that violation to me. H.P. Lovecraft and the Goblet of Amontillado. With one free hand for a window embrasure yes. that I might peer out and above and try to judge the height I had once attained. Why would you think there's a window All embrasure once, when there's no light? After an infinity of awesome sightless crawling anyway? what is this up frame? that You have no frame of reference. It's like a child that wandered in the middle my of a hand movie. Touch a solid <laughs> thing, like and I knew I must Plato's cave, room, or yep. at least some kind Plato. of floor. In the darkness, I reached my free hand and tested the barrier, finding it stone and immovable. Then came a deadly circuit of the tower, clinging to whatever holds the slimy wall oh, could give. Slimy. Till finally, my dank, testing right? hand found the barrier <laughs> yielding, and I turned upward again, like the pushing the slab still or door with my hand <laughs> There was no light revealed above, Not even and as my hands went higher, no. I knew that my climb was for the non-sended, since the slab was the trapdoor of an aperture, leading to a level stone surface of greater circumference than the lower tower. No doubt the floor of some lofty and capacious observation chamber. No doubt, but he's inside this thing. How does he know it's a greater tried circumference? tried to prevent the heavy slab from he's, falling back into place, but failed in the He's got an awful lot of knowledge for not knowing attempt. where he's at or why. Also, this heavy slab is light enough for him to floor, push open with his forehead, but echoes not... of its fall, okay. when necessary, to pry it up again. Believing well, I was now at the steel prodigious plate he got height, in the war. far yes. above the accursed branches of the wood, I dragged myself up from the floor and fumbled about for windows that I might look for the first time upon the sky and the moon and stars of which I had read. But on every hand I was disappointed, since all I found were vast shelves of marble bearing odious oblong boxes of disturbing Ooh, size. Odious. He dun, found, dun, dun. He found the hypodermic system, or the hydroponic system. Oh, yeah. It was like the hypodermic so system. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of the stuff, right? How many then, aeons can he do the Kessel run in anyway? <laughs> I'm just wondering about this. a portal of stone, rough with strange chiseling. Trying it, I found it locked. But with a supreme burst of strength, I overcame all obstacles and dragged it open. Roar! 
Because I did so. There came to me the purest ecstasy. We I don't call it ecstasy, known. buddy. It's MDMA. shining tranquilly through an ornate grating of iron and down a short stone passageway of steps that ascended from the newly found doorway was the radiant full moon, oh, which I had never before seen yes, save uh, in dreams Wolf and vague visions I dared not call memories. Warrens of Onsons. Don't forget that those. I had attained the very pinnacle of the castle. I commenced to rush up the few steps beyond the door, but the sudden veiling of the moon by a cloud caused me to stumble, and I felt my way more slowly. I would in actually the dark. think that the light of the moon would slow down. Still since very dark hasn't really had light the grating. Right, but he was reading, so I don't, I don't know. How did he lie? Plot, plot. Who time to read? Right. To which I had climbed. Then the moon came out. Then I was at Trader Vic's. Most demoniacal. <laughs> my hair was perfect. Is that of the abysmally unexpected and grotesquely unbelievable? Nothing I had before undergone could compare in terror with what I now saw, with the bizarre marvels yeah, that terrible. sight implied. There's no hideousness The either. sight itself was <laughs> as simple as it was stupefying, for it was merely this. Instead of a dizzying prospect of treetops seen from a lofty eminence, there stretched around me on the level, through the grating, nothing less than the solid ground. Decked and diversified by marble slabs and columns, it. and overshadowed by an ancient stone church whose ruined spire glowed spectrally in the moonlight. Oh, yeah. Half unconscious, yeah, I opened I the grating and staggered out upon the white gravel path that stretched away <laughs> in two directions. My mind, stunned and chaotic as it was, still held the frantic craving for light, and, and brains, not even the fantastic brains. wonder which had happened People could stay my People are just dying course. to get into my Airbnb. Nor <laughs> cared whether my experience was insanity, dreaming, or magic, but was determined to gaze on brilliance and gaiety at any cost. Hmm. I knew that not who I was, hell out of or what I was, <laughs> or what my surroundings might be, though as I continued to stumble along, I became to, uh, conscious of a kind of fearsome latent memory yeah, little, that yeah. made my progress not wholly fortuitous. I passed under Freaking an arch out of that windows. region of slabs and columns and wandered through the open country, sometimes following the visible road, but sometimes leaving it curiously to tread across meadows where only occasional ruins bespoke the ancient presence of a forgotten road. Once I swam across a swift river where crumbling mossy masonry told of a bridge long vanished. Well, at least it'll smell a little Over fresher two now. hours <laughs> must have passed before I reached Power what seemed to salt. be my goal, yes. a venerable ivied castle in a thickly wooded park. I've been using Murphy's oil familiar, soap yet on this. full of perplexing strangeness complexion to me. Of mine. <laughs> I saw that the moat was filled in and that some of the well-known towers were demolished whilst new wings existed to confuse the beholder. Go find the tallest but one. Maybe there's a giant Chief interest and delight the were the level. open windows, the gorgeously ablaze with light. This is all Donkey Kong. Yes. <laughs> the barrels are going to start rolling in a minute, buddy. The princess buddy. is in a different castle. <laughs> <laughs> oddly dressed company indeed, making merry and speaking brightly to one another. I had never. He crawled out of Dracula and ended up in the Great Gatsby. <laughs> this is like this is adventure stuff. This is like the, the magic the school bus here. Oh yeah. Expressions that brought up incredibly I all the books on the Great Gatsby were fake. Others so maybe he never really read all these. Yeah. Probably. I now stepped through the open window into the brilliantly lighted room, it's stepping as I did so from my single bright <laughs> moment of hope to my blackest convulsion of despair and realization. Who invited him? 
The nightmare was quick to come, for as I entered, you there occurred immediately one of the most terrifying it's demonstrations I had ever conceived. That's saying a rather Scarcely a lot had right I there, crossed actually. the sill when I descended upon that whole company, a sudden and unheralded fear of hideous oh, intensity, starting every face yes. and evoking the most horrible screams from nearly every throat. Flight was universal, and in the clamor and panic, several fell in a swoon and were dragged away. There were two lists, Charlie Brown. One to invite and one not to invite. You must have been put on the wrong list. I feel like we should probably be drinking when people faint from terror. That's our Varney. That's my Varney. One of the many doors. That fainting sickness must have been far more common back in the day. Now it's just ghosts. Listening to their vanishing echoes, I trembled at the thought of what might be lurking near me unseen. Well, I think whatever it was was got seen all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I moved toward one of the alcoves, I thought I detected a presence there. A hint of motion beyond the golden arch doorway leading it's to another. It's Grimace and the Hamburglar. Similar. <laughs> the golden arch. As I approached the arch, I began to perceive the presence more clearly. And then... They're getting ready the for a showdown with Count Chocula and... <laughs> Frankenberry from our other story. ...that revolted me almost as poignantly as its noxious cause... I beheld in full, frightful vividness the inconceivable, indescribable, and unmentionable monstrosity which had, by its simple appearance, changed a merry company to a herd of delirious fugitives. <laughs> and oddly, I don't I know if it looked a lot like my forearms and hands. It was a yeah. Yeah. I reached out in front of me. Unclean, uncanny, it was yeah, you'd think he'd, you know, yeah. detestable. It was the Pixar, it didn't happen, dude. Why not shoot a selfie dissolution. with it? Not to mention... The putrid, <clears throat> dripping eidolon of unwholesome revelation. Uh, how would he know that it's awful if he has grown up among awful things? Yeah, right? Oh, wait, there was decay God in there. Oh, it was not oh. this world. No the, longer, the skeletons are, are cool, but horror. this like shambling, shambling zombie guy, no. The film adaptation of this needs to be played, played by uh, Bruce Willis. And in its moldy, disintegrating <laughs> yes. apparel and unspeakable Oh, moldy! Sorry, Miss Moldy. I was almost paralyzed, but not close too enough much to so to make a feeble effort right. toward flight. A backward stumble which failed to break the spell in which the nameless, voiceless monster held me. It was indescribable. Now we're going to describe it for yes. the rest of the short story. <laughs> into them, yeah, you know, it shouldn't be all that icky. Everything else was not that icky. The terrible. Object, but terrible. Terrible. The first shot, he doesn't smell bad anymore either because he swam that river. Sight, yet so <laughs> stunned were my nerves that my arm would not fully Power obey my up, will. Baby. The attempt, however, was enough to disturb my balance, so that I had to stagger forward several steps to avoid falling. As I did so, I became suddenly and agonizingly aware of the nearness of the carrion thing, whose hideous hollow yep, hideous. Just, I oh, fancied I'm a, I could I'm hear. Nearly mad, I found mm. myself Small not sips. able to throw out a yeah. hand to ward off the fetid <laughs> apparition which pressed so close, when in one cataclysmic second of cosmic nightmarishness and hellish accident my fingers touched the rotting, outstretched paw of the monster beneath the golden arch. And it said, here's your quarter pounder, sir. Shriek. Right. I don't think <laughs> they let you the touch the employees. But the the night wind so. shrieked for me, as in that same second there crashed down upon my mind a single fleeting avalanche of soul-annihilating memory. Oh, all zero fiendish ghouls that ride the night wind. Had been Every single non-existing one of them. trees and recognized the altered edifice in which I now stood. I recognized most terrible of all the unholy abomination that stood leering before me as I withdrew my sullied fingers from its own. Yeah, 
that's not nice. But you just met. Cosmos, <laughs> <bottomless> <laughs> Don't touch me. Nepenthe. No, it's dank. Dank Nepenthe. I forgot what had horrified me, and the burst of black memory vanished into chaos of echoing images. In the dream, I fled from that cursed pile and ran swiftly and silently in the moonlight. Diana Ross is definitely not horrible. Churchyard place of marble. She is a supreme. I found the stone trap door immovable. Oh no! But I was not sorry, for I had hated. Did he try moving it with his forehead again? That worked so good the first time. Right. Ride with the mocking and friendly ghouls on. Turn on the microwave and, and play the ones, the ones that were screaming. In the sealed and unknown valley of Hadoth by the Nile. I may be ugly, but I can afford an Egyptian vacation. Yeah, I was going to say, is this like nearby? It seems kind of weird that all of a sudden we're in Egypt. He always likes to throw in his weird pyramid. Yet in my new wildness and freedom, I almost welcomed for I need castles and Yep, this is like crossing over with the Houdini story. Let me get the country song. The century and among those who are still men. This I have known ever since I stretched out my fingers to the abomination within that great gilded frame, stretched out my fingers and touched a cold and unyielding surface of polished glass. Ta-da! That's like the, oh, the Twilight Zone ending. It's, yes. it's a cookbook. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is a country song. I, I've, I've got it here. I've got my ass in the graveyard, toes in the sand, not a care in the world, flesh rotting off of my hand. I feel yes. dead today. <laughs> <laughs> but does he get his truck back? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Oh, All right. That's a that's a good one, though. Um I can see why that one is so beloved. Um, yeah. I don't know. All of Lovecraft's writing is, is can be made fun of to a certain extent because of his style, but uh, that that one's that one's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great story. I mean, there's there's because it's early, so there's a couple of like flaws in it that wouldn't exist if it were a later story. I think. Right. Um, like, you know, he he couldn't really be surprised that he was reaching to a mirror because he had his hands in front of himself. Right. But, you know. Yeah. You're not going to think of that the first time you read it. So. No, 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 no. I, I still think there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that one. It definitely has a Shyamalan twist, and I, I like that. <laughs> yes. He was dead the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why was his wife having dinner by herself? <laughs> right. Watching the wedding videos over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like that one. Um I don't know. I think we should. Uh... Well, it's going to be cool. I like I, it too. It's going to be cool to compare it to Dwayne Ramel's because I'm pretty sure that Ramel, because Ramel was just a little little guy, a little shaver who came to the old fellow, you know, sent him a letter, a fan letter, basically. And Lovecraft answered it, which is kind of weird. You don't answer fan letters. You're supposed to be more important than your fans. Uh, <laughs> and, he loved his fan letters, though. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So Dwayne sent him some some works, and obviously he must have modeled the disinterment on. On this story because it feels totally like it. Have you guys read it? I have not. I haven't yet, no. All right. Well, you're in for a treat. If it's a similar story, does it kind of give away the ending, like, with the title? Not necessarily. I don't know. I mean, this one wasn't that subtle either, I didn't think. No, well, I mean, I had a pretty good idea as soon as we were at <laughs> right. Oblong Boxes of where he was going, right, but... Right. Uh, the fun thing about this one, though, is like, where did he come from? I mean, because yeah, he was climbing that... and climbing and climbing, and obviously through a tube in the ground. So, did he live in hell? 
Well, and he thought that or, there was like trees down there and other Pellucidar. stuff that he was like seeing. So he's from Pellucidar. Well, and the, there were books. The world at the yeah. center of the earth. The, I mean, he he was reading books and he was living or whatever in a castle. Or, or did he transplant from the dreamlands? Like, is he actually like a ghoul that's living in the underground part of the dreamlands and he like crawls out into the real world? And what was his memory? I mean, yeah. he said he suddenly remembered, and I wonder what the, he remembered. Who he used to be? Maybe, Maybe he remembered yeah. how he got there. Maybe this is Pikmin. Jeez, oh, yes. <laughs> Do not recognize reference. Um, it's one of his other famous yeah. stories. Uh, it's an artist, and all of his artwork is really like lifelike but grotesque because he's just painting monsters as they're eating people in the sewers. And everybody else is like, oh, where do you come up with this? Oh, I don't know. And it's because he just goes down the sewers and paints. Like, oh, as it happens. As it happens. Ah. And they're ghouls that eat, like, corpses and stuff. And so then Pikmin joins them and becomes one. And it's similar to in, what the outsider is. So. Okay. Apparently in Pikmin's model, New York City, you just dump corpses into the sewer for the ghouls to eat. Right. Well, I guess you got to keep them fed. Uh, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they might come up and eat pizza like the rats. Yeah. In the uh, Alan Moore um, Providence comic... The inspiration for Pikmin, the artist that does that, he like lures people down there and he's like, Let me take oh. your picture. And then as he's like taking the picture, he, the ghouls come out and eat them alive. Oh. Yeah, so it's a little, uh, it's a little worse. Yeah. That's a little, yeah, that's a little darker. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he has like these paintings in the gallery of characters we've seen like getting torn apart. It's, yeah, it's pretty I really cool. like Cheerful. Pikmin's model. It's the only one that he actually writes in a sort of a, a, a an anecdotal style, like the, the guy's talking over beer or something like that. Yeah. I think it works pretty well. I think he should have written more like that. Yeah. We should do that one sometime. Even yeah. We, we've just kind of spoiled it, but uh, it'll still be fun. Nobody will remember this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not <laughs> if they're drinking along we'll, with we'll us. Center. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as many times as we drank during that story, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that one was, yeah, maybe we should pick something that was that's a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, have we, um, have we, have we sucked all the goodness out of this desiccated corpse. I think that's my cue. Well, that is a wrap for this Minnesota of GDT3K, the Gothic Dreadful Theater's 3000 show. Look for another ravenous croaking sound from the ravenous maw of James Malcolm Reimer's Varney the Vampire in about a week. Yes, and this podcast, by the way, is by Pope Lit Productions in collaboration with Dark Tidings Press. For details or to browse our respective catalogs, hit us up at darktidingspress.com or pulp-lit.com. I don't have anything to pitch this week. Do you, Chris? Uh, not at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a little lagging behind. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. This is yeah. a, It's going to light the fire to get me to release some more content. <laughs> uh, I've got stuff coming, though. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I got pod- a freelance home and garden piece. Oh, cool. hey, all right. <laughs> There where, you go. Where? Oh, the Democrat Herald wants wants it for a business section. Nice. Hey, that's awesome, though. <laughs> All right, this podcast is covered by a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License, except for the theme music, which is used by permission. Speaking of which, our theme music is a traditional English ballad called Georgie by $4 Shoe, an old-time mountain music fiddle band out of Seattle. And there's more where that came from at the number four, and then dollarshoe.com. Yes, that is it for tonight's in night's episode of the Gothic Dreadful Theater 3000 podcast, the mini-sode, which will be paired up with another mini-sode in about two weeks in which we're going to take the aforementioned disinterment and, and, and do that. 
Um, so uh, we will be back in your ear holes in actually just uh, about a week with our regularly scheduled episode of um, the uh, Varney the Vampire sequence. So until then, go out and fill up the rest of your day and week with dreadful stuff. See, That's I came a good up one. with a new one. Yeah, I like that one. No, no, no. Yeah. Just, just remember, bad. when you're listening to us, you're not an outsider. That's, oh. that's right. Um, wholesome. You're wholesome with friends. Ending. That hits you right you're in the feels. Yeah. Dead friends, but friends. It's yes. like if Mr. Rogers was the host of... Uh... <laughs> the cadaverous Mr. Rogers in the cardigan taking his shoes off. Yeah, oh, darn it, my foot fell off. <laughs> yeah, there's a toe in this one. Oh, Demented okay. and sad, but social. Yeah. Well, now we're feeding right. the fish. They're belly up, but we're feeding them. <laughs> They're feeding each other. <laughs> Isn't nature beautiful, boys and girls? Oh, Can you on. say hideous? I knew you could. <laughs> Man, mocking a dead all nice right. We're straight no, to hell. All let's, right. Let, 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 let's, let's end this before we all get a rest. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.